and Sean Modry. Our guest today is Sheila Bailey. Welcome, Sheila. Nice to be here. So who is Sheila Bailey? That's what we want to know. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I, I guess I would say I'm a mother and I'm a businesswoman and I really enjoy selling real estate. So those would probably be my three easy statements and I've probably everything great happens in little things that are accidents that become very purposeful. And so I've literally been in real estate my whole life and kind of just grabbed every opportunity when it came and I leech on to that and keep going. Very cool. And now you are the top individual agent in Colorado uh, and you beat most of the teams, as you said earlier, before we got on. Yeah, I said, I think I could get like three or four people and maybe beat some of these 27, 35 teams and really just make a <laughs> stand. <laughs> Debbie's like, hmm. I'm like, yeah, I think I want to just beat the teams with three people. That would be pretty awesome with their 45. So mm. goals. Goals. <laughs> you know what? I don't think we've ever had anybody who's talked a little smack on yeah. the podcast. And so I like it already. Yeah. So how did you get into real estate then? Um, well, I went to school for interior design and I really kind of, well, I went to school for nursing and then I kind of um, got scared and I was like, I don't want to be a nurse. And I went to school for interior design and then I went there and I was like, I don't really like interior design. I was selling diamonds at the time. And so I decided to um, go and take a class because I was really good at the presentation. So everyone sort of made fun of me. I'd be um, putting all the pieces on my board very last minute and they would be spending three weeks on their boards and I'd go in and give people all these visuals and get A's and be like, they're like, we spent three weeks. I'm like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So Is this diamond presentation class? No, this was uh, interior design school. Oh, So you had to bring these boards and I was selling diamonds and I was like, I, I, I like the sales aspect because I, at 22, I achieved gold nationally more than any other person that had sold diamonds. And so they wanted me to stay in that diamond industry, but you know, real estate makes more money. So I <laughs> wow. was like, I can't waste my parents' money now that I did this whole interior design thing. How do I pivot and go into sales? And I was like, real estate. And then um, I was selling diamonds and someone from a new home builder walked in to my diamond store and I said, hey, that's exactly what I want to do. And I went, interviewed, and uh, they offered me $10 to an hour to sell homes and $50 to sale. And I said, you know, I really don't think this is for me because <laughs> <laughs> I was making money selling diamonds. And he looked at me and he said, our community managers make more than um, doctors. So it's $10 and 50 cents now, but they make more than doctors. And I quickly learned, you know, in sales, it's your hustle, it's your go get, and that creates opportunity and that creates money. And so I followed, I followed it into the new home sales arena and was at it until 2000, from 2005 to 2015. And then, um, kind of saw the opportunity in doing resale. My husband had had a stroke 
at the time and I was like, life is short. I realized kind of quickly that I could, I was just selling for one builder and I was like, well, I could sell somebody potentially a condo and a town home instead of this one particular product. And I sort of followed that into general real estate and never looked back. Wow. Okay. Wait, what age did you go to work for the builder? As a baby, they lied to my boss. <laughs> yeah, they said, "Oh yeah, uh, Natasha was a really high level community manager. She sort of, sort of ate up kids for a living." They're like, "This thirty year old's going to come in and you know sell homes with you." So I show up, and she's like, "Um, mm-hmm." And I, I, and then eventually, as we got to know each other, I started selling a bunch of stuff for her. And she's like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "22." <laughs> <laughs> I remember Natasha. Yeah. yeah, I remember her. She was an eater. She yeah. ate up assistance for fun. And then <laughs> for fun and profit. Yeah. And I was very profitable for Natasha, so she didn't really care if I was 22 or 82. It didn't it didn't matter at that time, but I went in with passion and I think that's what I do every day and I think that's why real estate's so fun to me. I still get excited to sell and be part of the sales process. And there's so many aspects in real estate that are paperwork and things that aren't really fun, but I get really honestly excited and high to be off the energy of my clients, know their energy, have their story, make my, you know, what I'm selling really help them. And so that's, that's my passion and I have fun at it every day. Very cool. Do Do you know your numbers? For last for twenty twenty three. So I'm just shy of eighty million. Eighty million. Okay. Yeah. So I pulled the MLS and I sent it. I was like, "This is my number." Just so y'all know, this is my number from MLS. <laughs> um, How many units? Uh, I don't know. Probably a hundred plus. I I'm I probably am bad because I look at the number of you know gross volume versus actual units as my business has gotten bigger i've had to say you know try to i'm just so busy and so you work with a lot more higher end clients and so when i was younger in the business i mean i literally took everything every forty five thousand dollar lot every fifty thousand dollar lot they all add up and i probably did 200 units those years (laughs) 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 i'm learning to be like it's okay sheila fifty five thousand dollar lot you don't need to put them all together and make it. So I'm uh, just over a hundred units. I bet it's like okay. 113. And it's, it's you and you have an assistant, um, an unlicensed assistant. Um, and then I have a TC. So okay. just no other salespeople, no other salespeople. Wow. No wonder why you don't know exactly what your numbers are. Who has time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, every day we go in and we basically bring a roadmap and be like, this is what we're going to accomplish today. And we, 95% to get through that. And then, uh, you know, the next day we have a whole new list. Um, but we go, we go into it excited. We listen to music. We have fun. We, you know, work with our clients. It's just, it's a fun environment. So, you know, when I think of Sheila, I think work hard, play hard. Like you are one of the hardest working people. And I mean, I've known you for what, 20 years, probably 20 years. Right. Yeah. And we've worked together multiple times and, you are one of the hardest working people I know, right? Especially consistently for 20 years. And you are one of the hardest playing people I know. <laughs> yeah. 
I, when I go home, I try to turn it off. Um, that's taken a lot of work. You know, I mean, you're still going to have some deals at night and things like that. I work seven days straight, yeah. um, but we're consistent about our processes. So the way we line up people, um, I do have somebody that helps me write contracts, which has been really beneficial. I do have people that help me with the paperwork side of things because the paperwork side of it, it, it makes you money, obviously, but getting out and meeting people and having conversations, what makes you money. And so I'm great at that. And I make all the time in the room to, to do that. You go to events, you do whatever, but I try to get rid of all that paperwork. Anything that's not a required task for yeah. your license. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like I, you know, I have one of my assistants and she writes and helps me with MLS input and things like that. But I'm the one showing the clients. I'm the one sending them the comps. I'm the one that's really communicating. And I think that's why you hire a real estate agent. I obviously review my contracts and we present it together. So I present my contracts. I negotiate my contracts, but it's okay that I didn't type it and I do a few modifications, you know, yeah. that, you know now now i think for some of the listeners who don't understand because i don't think we brought this up is you are practicing in a giant city with what 60,000 homes sold a year is that correct yeah no i we are 2000 a population of 2000 I own about 85% of the market, which makes me have a little bit of a target in a small area, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I take it. Um, we, in the ML, the multi-list, when I do 113, there's probably 140 sales in the market that I'm in. Yeah. So it's, I take a lot of the market Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she said she owns it. Did you yeah. hear that, Brian? That was awesome. She says, I own this, right? I own Granby. It's and my identity. I let other people come in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to when you started. Because okay? okay. obviously, you know, you haven't been in the business, like the actual sales business for very long. And you've had this total domination of a market. So when you started... What was that like? What did you do? Uh, well, I worked for a builder, and then I've taken a lot of those builder processes into my resale business. So little things like uh, we, the way that your marketing should look. So I believe in top-tier marketing that's professional, that shows my brand, that shows my messaging. The way that I stage and have a house that's available for sale, I treat every house like a model home. I spend money out of my pocket to make sure it's staged perfectly. Uh, you know, this is this is a business of appearance, and so appearance matters in how you present your product. Um, coming from a really corporate structure to begin with and then implementing those same corporate structures over my resale is really what's, you know, helped me. And then I also, coming from a new home construction background, I've been able to take a lot, we live in a small area, a lot of small builders and make them into big builders up there. And I represent new developers that come in the area just because I have that reputation. Not every resale agent can just jump into new construction. It kind of takes certain skill set and, 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 you know, just a large ability to sell 
a house, like knowing every piece, every component. I know about furnaces. I know about siding. I know about, you know, the type of roof. In this industry, you should make yourself an expert. Go to classes and learn about efficiency, technologies. Go to, you know, like you can you can help your clients through, you know, inspections when you really know and understand a house. And I think it's important not to just be like, state the obvious. Here's a great view. Okay, well, they can see the great view and you want them to feed off of that. But you should know homes. You should know how they operate and work and make yourself an industry expert in understanding that. Yeah. Now, as, as a disclosure, you're not going to give advice on things you don't know, right? So, at this, but at the same time, that's something that we've never really talked about because when I started, I was living in Washington Park where the houses were 100 years old. Yeah. And most agents would walk into one of those houses and, you know, remember the big giant furnaces, the gravity furnaces? Yeah. That were like... Big octopus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so people would look at that and go, holy cow, what is that? And if you didn't know what that was or how to explain what it was, then you were at a disadvantage. And another things too, I mean, old houses, I mean, that was kind of where I started for myself as I understood what those houses were and what to look for. Yeah, well, so. in architectural trends, certain houses in 90s are going to have this, certain houses in 2000s are going to have this, certain houses, because you're going to be able to talk to people in an educated manner. Like you, you should know architectural trends. You should read magazines that ha- relate to homes. Like, you know, they're, they're relying on us to be an expert in this industry. And so I came from studying design, which has helped me mm. completely. So I understand space. I understand space planning, I understand how furniture can change the you know how your house is presented really ugly house can look really great with some great furniture and so like i think you know it, it might be boring reading but really understanding homes to a high degree is something that helps me sell and like i can sell a different house because i know what they're getting i know the value and what they're getting so there's a reason why people pay three million versus 3.5 and if you know those luxury features of being like oh but this one's got a corrugated metal roof this one's got this it's you know like you you know this the type of appliance the type of whatever you're going to be able to make people understand pricing better. Yeah. And you know, when you think about it, actually, most subdivisions um, are a combination of five or six different models, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. And so it's not like you have to go out and know a 100 different houses in any subdivision. It would be five or six, maybe seven houses that you'd have to understand the layouts. Right. Uh, But downtown Denver, there's certain trends. So like people are scraping, like, why is that happening? Why, what makes a great lot to be easily scraped? Mm -hmm. Like understanding those little trends, like understanding little pockets, like why this one's going to be hot and why those ones are not going to be. I think like knowing those little details and making yourself an expert in this certain area like i've i've made myself geographically an expert in granby and i saw grand county but people come to me and they're like wow you know like everything about all of this and you should know like take a small little area your neighborhood start with your neighborhood and be an like an 
industry like expert at that and that's what's going to get people coming back to you because you're going to know the little nuances and that's what's going to make people buy they're going to you're going to be like oh they have a cookout out here every whatever you know what i mean like that's something that's cool about that neighborhood that makes you an industry insider versus just a regular real estate agent yeah and and my my um experience with this is coming up and visiting you last week, right? And you gave us the tour of Granby Ranch, which is a very large subdivision you can talk about here in a minute. And, um, but you knew everything about not only what's going on currently with the development pockets around it or in it, but where the future is, who the people are. And you're able to speak with such a high level of, um, insider knowledge that it's like you feel like ooh I'm part of something right like I don't often go into a listing appointment and I don't get it and I don't often lose buyers and the reason that people want to work with me is because they they don't know the information and I'm a key component so like when you're really doing your clients a high level of service it it, you know they don't want to go seek out their cousin because you're the expert and they they are committed to that you and your vision because they're like we're not going to get this information anywhere else this person really understands it and that's what makes you unique and you can't know everything about everything but I think like if you actually look at a lot of top agents they geographically farm an area they geographically know like you know certain thing and then they have hire they hire agents that you know geographically know different areas but I think like People seek out these people because they're known as an industry expert, like right. a mark, a a you know market expert. Really, is what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's hyper local is probably a better way to to explain it. I mean, you know, honestly, this is something we've been talking about for years. How most agents will try to sell houses all over the Denver metro area, mm-hmm. right? They get a buyer in Southeast Aurora, and they get one in Broomfield, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll work with both of you." Yeah. Right. And and so we've been talking a little bit in our classes about being hyper local, about knowing everything there is to know about a specific area, not just the houses, not just the you know the construction, stuff like that, but restaurants, parks, things like that. Yes, exactly. You know? And that's really what you've done. And you've been able to capture, you said, like 80 percent of, the of that local market. And like lots of agents come and they try. They try to like be this onesie twosie. I'm like, let them like. But I they like I the market was rough quarter one. Having an expert matters right now. Who mm-hmm. you hire matters. And that's like I'm picking up listings that don't sell because they didn't go with somebody that understood the market. Mm-hmm. And so like um people were searching to be what the market is it's a little bit down you know a little bit different over here but i'm create i created a bigger business in 2023 than i did in 2022 because i people wanted to rely on the expert yeah. in that market and they knew it was tougher so how yeah. do you differentiate yourself to be that to be great and what everyone I, has it in them yeah one of the things that i also observed that I think is, um, um, I don't know if it's a skill or not, but 
when you went into your presentation mode, and again, I've known you for a long time, but I've never been presented to as a customer, right? Yeah. You went into full on presentation and I was like, sign me up. Like I was like, I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take a, a unit. Did. <laughs> did you buy one? Vicky and I both were like, yeah, put me down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah I've got a reservation. Yeah. Yes. She sold me. So, but your level of excitement when you went into presentation mode, like you were on fire. It was like seeing like Adele on, on stage. Like you were yeah. just like, bam. And I was like, we were all like, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> so then I think about agents that don't want to look salesy. And you mentioned that you were in diamond sales and you mentioned that you were in interior design. And yeah, how important is it to be, be a salesperson? It's important. They, they're relying on you to differentiate through all the bull crap. Like, like I, I don't, I, I actually, anyone that meets me doesn't be like, Oh my God, I just walked away and totally got sold. They walk away and they're like, I could understand the information really easily. And it was given to me in a way that I could decipher it. Agents are very good about just driving people around the city and being like, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Yeah, there's going to be some visual, but they don't, you know, they, um, they honestly get confused. Like you got to be able to differentiate. I, you know, I have a hundred seventy five listings right now. Yeah. So how do I differentiate to the client to make them understand what I'm going to tell them? And that, that is a sales component. Well, you have what, like how many listings in, in the MLS? What down here? Yeah. I think it's 4,700 right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to make that information easily fed to your clients so that they can make a decision. I think that is what we do. They don't hire you just to drive and open doors. They hire you to be an expert. You need to listen to what they're saying. You need to ask questions and then you need to be able to deliver educated information to them easily that's fed to them that doesn't confuse them so they can make a decision. That's what we do. And what I saw from you is sales is transfer of emotion. I'm super excited about something. And if I can get you super excited about it, we're going to go do this together. Right. And that's what I saw in that presentation. You were so excited about my hand. We're going to buy this today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I left, I was like, whoa, I just entered another universe today. <laughs> I'm glad she wasn't selling airplanes. Like, it would have been bad. <laughs> I think the way that you can get through information that makes sense to your client is your, it's your superhuman power to do that. So, like, you know, like, they don't want you to just be like, yeah, open this door. Do you like it? Nah, let's just keep looking. Like, ask them questions. Do a buyer, um, what's that called? A buyer consultation. Consultation, yeah. like that will save you a lot of time, and their time is valuable. Yeah, they'll give up on you. They will give up with you. Like consumers go and find their own information nowadays. There's a lot of information that they can find readily, and they know their internal want list. So you got to work with them to figure out why you're the expert and why they need to hire you. It's and, our and job that- to to be hired because we're experts yeah, at and, this. And I think that goes to Brian's point, which is g- become an expert in something and that will help you build your excitement about it. Yeah. And then you're conveying that excitement and the, you know, the amenities, the opportunities within that community neighborhood. 
I think it's to your advantage to preview client, like preview your list before you actually take your client into it Mm -hmm. to make sure it fits what your clients are going to know. So you have advantages, not just, hey, surprise box, boom, these didn't work. Like eliminate, scratch them off, like tell them what works for their list, what doesn't. It will save you and them a lot of time and they're paying you for your time. Mm -hmm. And so like I like it's absolutely impossible with 47,000 to know everything, but make yourself um, just a valuable part of the process. People are very scared in this industry that that we're not going to get paid. I'm going to get paid because they're going to want my expertise. You want to go to an attorney because they have a level of expertise that you don't have. Everybody, anybody can open a door. Anybody. And that's where brokers get a bad reputation. Well, we didn't really think that they knew what was going on. I didn't really need them. When you know as much as your buyer knows, that's a problem. Yeah. So like the when you want to get paid for something, do better. That's oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> I'm just saying like like we should uh, as a real estate agent, like we should think of this as a professional, you know, it's not just you know, that I'm doing this between my, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I respect people that have multiple jobs and this is, you know, part of their side hustle. I'm not saying that, but like, I think in order to protect our industry, we, we gotta be a valuable asset in the process of buying a home. Well, it determines your value too. Like I was driving around the other day and I look over to the side of, you know, on the corner and there's this sign that somebody had posted and they actually, you know, a lot of times you see people just write on those plastic corrugated signs and post them all over. Well, this guy actually took the time to get them printed professionally and it said, I'll sell your house for 1%. Okay. And I was like, dang, I mean, that's, that's crazy. But, you know, he determines his own value, right? Mm -hmm. So like he probably doesn't have any other value other than I'm the cheapest, Right. So by becoming an expert, you could probably name what your value is, because think about all the things that we do and we deal with it. You know, all the expert stuff that you know about in your area, about different area over here is going to be more valuable than here. And you've taken the time to really educate yourself. And I take care of my clients after they buy the home. It's not just shut the door and they leave. They come to me for everything because they know I'm that level of expert. Yeah. Who do we get our mechanic? Like, well, Again, they're buying in a different town. So I kind of have to be their eyes and ears. But like one person was deciding if they wanted to trade Verizon versus T-Mobile. How was that going to do? And guess who they called? Me, their real estate agent. Because they know. And I I made that text within 20 seconds. Oh, sorry. (laughs) uh, 20 seconds of doing that. Take care of your clients. Have a long-term relationship, and um, it's the transaction doesn't stop when you close the door. The transaction begins when you close the door because that's when you can really have a special relationship. That's you know more about knowing who they are, know, knowing who their kids are, knowing who their family. So did you hear that? She's spitting gold. Yeah. The relationship begins after you close, close the door. Close the door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. So good. And then, <laughs> and then realis- selling real well, estate is better than selling diamonds. That's another great one. Yeah. There's anybody anybody who's hung out with <laughs> yeah. Anybody who's hung out with Sheila in her market area knows that like when she's in a restaurant or something, everybody knows her. Oh. 
right? Like you literally, people, somebody walks in and you're like, hey, Joe, or, you know, whatever. I mean, and, and so she's not just saying that. This is all true. Well, that's why it's really hard for somebody. Like they, I have a big bullseye on my back. But, you know, I, I believe in giving. Community giving is really big. So the next thing I want to do, like I've hosted the, the light, like a light place, like a light contest in town. And that started with just us kind of like fumbling our way through it. Now we're going to have a parade and all kinds of things. And it's become, you know, tons of people are just voting in this thing. So it's become really big. But every little thing starts as a small idea and then becomes big. My newest thing is I want to start a foundation to be able to give back um, in our area yeah, a lot of people are struggling because it's expensive to live there. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And so I want to be able to give people back that, you know, may get sick, you know, you know it, they have a baby, they can't work, but their dog gets sick. Just everyday people that just need a little bit of an up because it's a hard area and a lot of people are working two, three jobs to stay there. Yeah. So if something happens, I want to be known as like, you know, go to Sheila Bailey. She's, you know, she's out there raising money to give back to the community because it doesn't matter how much you make. It's how much, how great of a life you live and how much you can do for other people. And that's, that's I truly believe that. That's very cool. Now I have a question for you. Like I, I at one time owned uh, an office of the mountains uh, in Summit County and um, it was really hard uh, to expand the agent count up there in this office because a lot of the agents in the mountains in that area didn't want to work full-time. Do most of the agents in Grand County work full-time or do they have two or three different jobs, would you say? Um, a lot of the... So um, it, I think it's the same down here. There's a lot of agents, but the agents, you know, there's... So like 20% of the agents do 80% of the business. Right. And I think that doesn't matter if you're in Denver or if you're in Granby or whomever. And so a lot of people get into this industry kind of thinking it's easy. Open doors, make a paycheck. Open doors, get a paycheck. And so there's a high burn rate through Denver and Grand County and whatever. But um, uh, real estate isn't easy. Like if it was, then there'd be 10 billion agents and it just be what it is but um you know like the people that are established and keep working and keep doing the things they'll have great careers but if you kind of treat this as a second job and you know go out and clean houses on the weekends you're going to get what you put into well i was going to ask you that was my follow-up question was is like what advantage is you has that given you by just being the person who's all in all focused do you think it's made me number one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you think about it. If there's uh, how many sales did you say there were per year in uh, Grand in your area? In Grand County, there's there's probably about total 500 sales per year, and if I get like 114 of them, and there's there's 700 members of the MLS. Yeah. So that's crazy when you think about that. That's a lot. That means there's a lot of part-time people. And there's a lot of Denver agents that are coming in and competing and bringing buyers up to us. So yeah. it's not like everybody that buys has a, a local real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, non-MLS members. There's 
big stack. Pick so them you up have... and they're like, what's a, what's that big round tank? <laughs> yeah. <on> the... <laughs> you should hire an expert in the area that you sell. <laughs> so you have 500 in Grand County and there's like 140 in Granby Ranch. Yeah. You basically are getting 80% of Granby Ranch and then you are getting 20% basically of, of the entire market. Yes. Of Grand County. Yes. And a lot of, because I'm so heavily focused in Granby Ranch, a lot of people, I'm also really focused on luxury. Um, and so a lot of people, uh, you know, seek me out for specific things that I'm branded and knowing as. So I'm known as a luxury agent. I've sold more luxury properties in Grand County than any other agent, including any Sotheby's agents out there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a sound effect for yeah. for that one. You know, yeah. more smack talk. Smack yeah. talk. Smack talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, we'll, we'll edit that in. <laughs> I got to see if I have one. Well, you keep talking. Um, oh, no. And, uh, but, uh, I mean, but they hire me for my expertise. So you got to figure out what your expertise is. Um, you know, I started in Granby Ranch, so I just built my business off of, Granby Ranch because I started there with new home sales and then I just built it into something bigger. Like I said, everything small, you know, in my world lands up big. To take you back on that, that's really interesting because a lot of people don't think of Keller Williams, a lot of real estate agents, I should say, don't think of Keller Williams when they think of luxury. However, Keller Williams sells more luxury homes than anybody else because just by sheer number of sales, we're the number one real estate company worldwide. So just by default, we're number one in luxury sales. So like, explain a little bit like, well, re- how is it different? I'll tell you the reason that I didn't go to Sotheby's and I stayed to Keller Williams because I think that'll help. Um, under Sotheby's, the brand is Sotheby's. Under Keller Williams, the agent is the brand powered by Keller Williams. Mm, and yeah. so... Um, a lot of agents that are really great agents like the Keller Williams ability to give you your power mm-hmm. um, instead of being like Sotheby's is the big power. And I think um, when you actually look at people that do the luxury business, they like the Keller Williams branding because they ca- we have the same tools as what Sotheby's has. It's just the way we utilize them. So you got to know how to utilize and know your brand to make it luxury filling. Um, and Keller Williams is a great company with a huge, huge reputation. So is Sotheby's. But I didn't want to go there um, because Sotheby's was the brand instead of Sheila Bailey yeah. being the brand. And that's a big brand. So my question follow up to that, though, is do you get a lot of referral business from other Keller Williams agents? I do. Um, I probably am bad about going to some of the events and things like that, but the events that I go to, I have, uh, um, I'm excited about, I go to Vail and this year I'm going to Keller cause I'm like, I should do more of that. I should do more of that. Um, I'm in Gary Keller's top 100, which is a phenomenal network of huge agents across the country. So you get to see and fill their marketing pieces and it's amazing how many things the top agents are doing the same and how you take that reputation and repeat and reputation and repeat and how when you talk to 100 people, you're really doing the same things, but everybody has their own spark around that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the future then. 
Where are you going? What's next? Um, well, I said I want to be, I would love to be the number one individual over all the teams in Keller. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I don't think it's that big of a thing because they're like three million. And I, you know, like, I'm like, I, you know, I'm getting right up there at $80 million worth of sales. So if I get to that 100 million mark, it's like 130. And I feel like I could easily do 150 and really be competing as an individual agent against those teams. I mean, that's my goal. That's awesome. That's a cool goal. And Mm -hmm. I have, you know, we should close 100 houses in Granby Ranch on top of my resale business next year. And the average sales point is a million. So I actually have like a good roadmap to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would bet that you're highly profitable too. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, we put a lot of money into marketing and, and branding the Sheila Bailey brand and but I need to put some money into employees because there's just going to be a tipping point where I want to be able to deliver the same quality experience to every single person that touches the Sheila Bailey brand but I like being part of production I I feel like some of the teams as they get bigger the reason they get out of it is because they don't like being in production and I mm-hmm. I get excited to get other people excited and so I don't I don't want to lose that. And actually, Gay, who's a te- she's still in production over a bunch of years. Everyone runs their business. There's no perfect science of how it's perfect. But I, I think I'll always part of, be partly in production. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Okay, so getting up to be number one in all of Keller Williams for all teams, for all uh, individuals, yeah. everything. Yeah, okay? that, that's my goal. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. That's your <laughs> goal. And when's that, is that going to happen this year? Uh, it's it's a big goal. Um, it could it, like you could I could actually make that happen. I would say in the next couple of years, I I'm gonna be right up there with them. It's gonna be a fight. Yeah, I don't already, think you're far. I don't, I don't think you're I'm far not away. Far when mm-hmm. you actually look at the numbers, I'm not far. I think you're one good employee away. Well, that's I was gonna I ask you. That's what, what I think. Like, what's the thing so, that you have to I, do? I need to hire one good employee. Mm-hmm. Things I've made in the mistake. We're running so quickly. I need to hire a good agent. I think I need two good seasoned agents that want to run as hard as I do. And we want to be like a super team. I don't uh, like, you know, for me and my business, I want to click them into like knowing how to sell real estate and then just bringing my systems. And I don't think I'll be looking for like just a ton of agents just to have head count. I think I want to have quality agents that were like we're in this together and it's not head count it's quality and what does that person do then do they open doors or i think like they would be agents that would help with insist with my project but also um help with the general real estate part of my business because i'm really hyper focused on the the neighborhood and so um and i think i need a couple really good buyers agents Mm. to cultivate and keep that door going and then they could help with some of the listings and things like that. But I, I kind of see that I would still have a piece in all of the process. And before you jump off, I just want to make sure you have time to share a little bit about Granby Ranch for the listeners. Yeah. Cause you know, we have thousands of subscribers now. Awesome. Like we are like Joe, we're competing with Joe Rogan at this point. So <laughs> Um, if you, if you would well, like to, that's where I said I was coming and then you guys, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Joe's sick. Joe's um, sick. <laughs> yeah. But if you could share a little bit about Granby Ranch so you could, you know, maybe the, get some referrals. You know, I would, 
I would tell you if you have clients that are looking for opportunity, this is probably the largest opportunity of land in the entire state of Colorado. And there's not a lot of times where you can look at people and be like, do you want to get into Winter Park Grand Floor? Do you want to get into Vail Grand Floor? I, I, the concept behind Granby Ranch is going to be a little bit more boutique, which is fantastic. It's very family. Um, but they are pumping in hundreds of millions of dollars into this neighborhood. So the ski lodge, you know, area improvements in terms of the capacity of expanding the ski mountain, bringing in clubhouses, bringing in commercial with shops, restaurants. Um, we're quite honestly, this listing is probably a very large listing for any broker and um, maybe the largest for any Keller Williams agents because there's 4,500 lots up there. Mm-hmm. So I have condos, townhomes, single family. I have opportunities from 150,000 to 2.5 million. Somebody just submitted for an $8 million house to be built up there. Wow. What did you, you what did you buy? 499. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm so a value close, shopper. Close, close, <laughs> close. But like to to have an opportunity where you can get a piece of that for 150 in somewhere that they're building $8 million houses. The thing about second homes is you're not going to buy a second home like unless you can afford your first home. So the people that are that are doing this, it's affluent buyers mm-hmm. and you you're an investor buyer at whatever opportunity, whether that be one hundred and fifty or eight million. But you're buying in at one hundred and fifty in a neighborhood where there's eight million dollar properties scary in your back, you know, back um, window. You have a golf course in your front window. Miles of hiking and biking all around you. I mean, your biggest decision of the day is, what do I do? And there's but, one of the largest lakes in Colorado. Yeah, it, 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 we're in the heart of the county. So 15 minutes up to Rocky Mountain National Park, 15 minutes down to Winter Park, and really a cool piece of ground that nowhere else in Grand County yeah. has. So that's exciting. very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So I expect a thousand reservations. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's in now. <laughs> you can be my I don't neighbor. know. You, you made it sound really exciting. I see the flyers over here. I'll hold one of those up, Sean. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. These th- ones are prettier. Yeah. Those are just like a pocket piece. I just got the new images. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, the marketing quality is un- is unreal. I mean, yeah. it's it's high quality. We're going to... Um, we're going to have fun with this neighborhood. It's, you know, I mean, if you want to come up, we I can get you on the ski mountain. I can get you on the golf course. So let me know. Let's show you Granby Ranch. Nice. I mean, I think we should do both. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So in closing then, so, you know, you've got this business. You've been able to dominate a market, basically hit 80 to 85% market share in kind of what amounts to be a farm in a sense. Yeah. So what advice would you give to anybody who wants to do what you have done? I think what I said about being an expert matters. Like, I'm an expert when it comes to the politics that come in town. I'm the expert when it comes to my kid's school. I'm an expert when it comes to, you know, the different activities. I partner with our chamber. I partner with, you know, every business in downtown Granby. They refer me. Like, it's it's not by accident. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Um, well, I have an office in Granby Ranch. I, I staff every day. I work seven days a week, so you can come find me there. You can call me on my cell phone. You, I'm giving out my cell That's up to you. 720-341-3570. I answer all my phone calls. Very cool. All the time. Okay. All right. Sheila, thank you for being Thanks. here. This was great. Thank you. Congratulations on your success. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.